This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to All Have Another Podcast with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay. Thanks so much for being here today. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by You Can. And right now, you can get the You Can Edge gels that are unlike any other gel out there. They're a starch-based carb instead of sugar. They deliver a more steady release of energy without the spike and crash. You Can Edge also digests easily, and you don't need to chase it with water. I've used the gels on my 10 milers on my build to the Donna Half Marathon, and I highly recommend. And I've got great news for you. You all can try the sample pack of the Edge Energy Gels absolutely free. All you have to do is pay for shipping when you go to youcan.co slash another. You get four Energy Gels for free. All you have to do is pay for shipping. Additionally, you can save 20% off your entire order with YouCan when you use the code ANOTHER. All right, friends, I'm so excited to bring you the reigning champion from the 2020 Olympic Marathon Trials, Alphine Tuliamak, on the podcast today. It is race week, and I love highlighting athletes who are going to be competing. Alphine won the Olympic Trials in 2020. She went on to have her first child in January of 2021. And over the past couple years since the trials and the Olympics, she has run several PRs. In 2022, she ran a PR at the New York City Marathon, placing seventh, her first top 10 finish in a world marathon major, 226.18. This past year in Boston, this spring, she was 11th and she ran 224.37. In this episode, she talks about what it feels like going into this race, being the reigning champion, what her build looked like, less than ideal, but she is still ready to put it all out there on race day. And how her, we also talk about how her perspective has shifted since becoming a mother in racing, racing and training. Alphine runs with NAZ Elite with Hoka. I hope you enjoy hearing from Alphine. Don't forget to check out our sponsor, You Can. Go to youcan.co slash another to get those free samples delivered to your door. All you have to do is pay shipping. All right, friends, enjoy my conversation with Alphine. Okay, Alphine, Tulia Mock on the podcast today. What's up? How are you doing? Oh, good you know it's exciting it has it's been a while huh well i guess the last time we did a podcast was uh before new york or after new york yes yes yeah. must have been after new york in 2022 yes i believe it's already been more than a year <laughs> and you had a good race like you were like one of the only people that weren't affected by the crazy heat that year yeah and which was interesting because we didn't even know that it was going to be hot but no it's been i've been Okay, actually, honestly, I think it's been um, it's been a very big roller coaster for me. This build has been the biggest roller coaster of my career so far. Like I've had, you know, coming back from the um, torn hamstring, hamstrings take forever apparently, mm. and I am still dealing with it. I mean, I've been able to get through the training, but oh, it's been tough. Oh man, what is this like? Most recent, like eight weeks looked like. 
um, the rockiest eight weeks of my career. Um, I think so when I found out that I had a hamstring tear, well, I was actually in Kenya. Um, mm-hmm. So I had a really bad race in New Haven on um, September 4th of last year on Labor Day. And then, you know, like I was in the thick of marathon training, but even the marathon training hadn't been going well. I hadn't been feeling good. But I didn't think that it was a serious injury. And so I knew him and I had a really bad dress. And then I thought, maybe I should go to Kenya. You know, we were going through a lot as a team at the time. We were, you know, mm-hmm. like, we're looking for new coaches. And I think I had just had enough of everything. There was just too much going on. So I went to Kenya. And then a week and a half later, I think, or maybe even a week later, I tore my hamstring. Mm-hmm. and I didn't realize I got an MRI and I didn't realize that it was actually a tear. They just told me that there was a strain or a sprain. And I thought hey, it's probably something that is going to go away in two days. It wasn't until I came back to the U S like about three weeks later that they told me, Oh, actually that means a tear. And I was oh. like, what? I thought like, I, I mean, like I stopped running, but I thought I was going to be okay. You know, like after um, Chicago, cause I pulled out of Chicago thinking, thinking like, okay, by the time the people from Chicago are coming back from their break, I would already be two weeks in, you know. Mm. Um, and so then I took six weeks off and I started running again. You know, things are still healing. But even in the last eight weeks, you know, I've had flare ups here and there. And so it's been very tough. I have gotten in the run, but I will admit that I feel like a very mediocre athlete because uh, <laughs> the workouts have not been what I would have liked them to be. And like the days post-workouts have just been like, sometimes I've had to take a day off or sometimes I've just had to run really, really easy. And usually I get a lot of my confidence and fitness from, you know, those easy days, not necessarily the workout days. So it's been, um, it's been an adjustment and we'll see how that unfolds on Saturday. I'm definitely not as confident as I would have liked to. How do you feel like some people are so quiet about these kinds of things? Like, how do you feel being so open and sharing this? I mean, I, I think when with the hamstring that I've had, it's been a roller coaster. Like today, I feel like, oh, I'm good. I think I'm actually going to be better. And then tomorrow I will do a workout and I'm like, no, I'm not better. So I think it's like I just never know exactly uh, what to share. And so like I haven't been sharing much lately mostly because it's just up and down. Like, I don't even know. Like, if I say, oh, today I'm not feeling very good and then tomorrow I feel great, it's like I'm not sure. Like, I I like consistency. Mm. And so, like, I haven't shared a whole lot. But again, you know, like, when you have a hamstring tear, most people just know that it's a really tough injury to come out of. Um, But I've been getting in the work, you know. It's just one of those things where, like, I feel like, I, I guess the way to put it in, like I said, I feel mediocre, but the way to put it is like, I wish like, it's like you're in the middle. Mm. Being in the middle is not really fun. It's like, mm. I would rather be hundred percent healthy or not, maybe not be healthy so that I know, but the back and forth. Well, like one day you think you're completely broken. And then the next day you're like, Oh, actually I'm not broken. It's been very tough. And so like, I haven't shared a whole lot just because like, I feel like when you're in the middle, it's really not a whole lot to share. Mm. What does it feel like going into the Olympic trials marathon as the reigning champion? <laughs> I think I would have a different answer if I was healthy. Um, right now, I'm just grateful that I was able to put in the work because about like 
at the beginning of November, I didn't even think I was going to be able to make it to the start line. Mm. And so I'm grateful. But then at the same time, I'm like, I wish it's such a good field and I love a good competition. I wish I was 100% so that I can actually see where I am with those people, you know, like compared to everyone else. But I'm also grateful, you know, like it's not every day that you get to like, you know, tote a line. And so mm. I'm, I'm grateful to do that. And I think there is pressure, although the pressure is probably more from me from within you know it's not like I, I know that there's outside pressure but at the same time I think like there's nothing that makes you grateful than an injury right and so like I think the pressure is mostly from within like I wish I was you know healthy but at the same time like what if what I have maybe I'll show up on rest day and maybe I'm just gonna run really really well I mean I've ran well off of short bills so We'll see. Yeah, like I think um, there's a lot of expectations and especially like I know every time like the last the 2020 trials, everybody said it was the best field assembled. I really do think genuinely like this one is the best field mm-hmm. assembled. And so it's like it's not that exci- it's not that fun to go into a field that is so good. It's a little bit uh, intimidating, I guess. Did you feel like in 2020, though, like you were a little bit of a dark horse? Like, do you think people expected you to win the trials that year? Oh, no, they did not. But then the thing with 2020 is that I had an amazing build. Like, it was exceptional. I think that was the first and the only marathon build that I've had that was really, really good. Because my other marathons have been very rocky. Even with Boston, which is where I ran my PR, I st- I got sick a lot. But uh, I think 2020 trials was incredible. The build was amazing for me. Um, and nobody expected me to win because, again, on paper, you know, like I didn't have a good resume. Whereas now, even though I'm still sort of like, you know, under the radar in the sense that I haven't run as fast as some of the women, but having won the trials, I think it's like I'm not so much of an underdog like I was in 2020. Yeah. Well, also, like, it could be warm, and we know that that works in your favor. Mm-hmm. And you all are racing, like, each other, right? Like, it's not like we're technically racing for time. We're racing for yeah. place here. So that could also work in your favor as far yeah. as, like, speed goes. Yeah. I think, like, the challenge or the, the important thing for me, at least, is um just – Having done the work and not sure, because like I didn't start running, like I think I said until sometime in November and I didn't even start workouts until like about what, four or five weeks ago. And my workouts like haven't been like I haven't gotten the the marathon training that I usually uh, like. However, it's like it's anybody's game, you know, like that's why we have a race, right? And in warm conditions, my thing would be just stay with the pack right like Mm. uh, when it's warm conditions although i will say that i think a lot of people are prepared for this because we've been talking about the heat right i think a lot of people came to florida like maybe a month in advance six weeks in advance um but i think like it's gonna be one of those like who makes it to 20 miles to 24 miles without falling apart who Mm. hydrates better who wakes up that day feeling better and just because i didn't have a perfect build does not necessarily mean that i won't wake up that day and my body's like yeah we are ready to go you know and that's what I'm kind of banging on and then it's like if you can if I can stay within myself and just stay with the pack I think honestly the marathon weeds out a lot of people just the distance Mm. itself so it's like you could be the fittest you've ever been and the marathon just gets you on that day so and and the conditions too so I'm, I'm kind of excited and I'm glad that 
it's not a perfect risk worth a day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I, I like I love challenges, you know, like I love a big challenge and this will be one of those. Um, you were so calm before the twenty twenty trials. <laughs> the interview we did with you and Steph and Kellen on the couch and I think you were knitting. You were just had such a calm presence about you. Is that typical for you? I wouldn't say necessarily yes. I think right now I'm kind of calm and maybe more importantly, uh, humbled mm. by where I'm at. But like, I think it depends. Like I had done all the work at the time and I knew that I was ready and I knew that the weather wasn't going to be perfect. So it was like, what do I have to lose? I had nothing to lose. Whereas with this one, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm a little bit, um, I think what I will say with this process now is I have discovered that I can get a little anxious. And I think this build has given me anxiety, actually. It's like in the sense that sometimes I will wake up and I'm like, I don't even know if I can keep up with my teammates today. And this is such an important workout that I want to nail it. And so it's given me anxiety. And so maybe I'm a little anxious now than I was in 2020. But at the same time, I'm also like, the weather is going to be bad. I am not the best that I can be, but I want to be the best that I can be on that day. I may not have had an amazing build, but if I can bring my best self on that day and compete to the best of my abilities, Lindsay, that's all I can ask of myself. And my daughter, she's now three and she's kind of beginning to maybe not understand, but she loves running and she says, mommy running. And we actually like just came back from like a little run with her. Aww. So it's like, I would love for her to watch me and see me, you know, work and fight very hard even on a day that is not perfect for me so I I'm, I'm excited about that yeah let's talk about that just quickly um being a mom this is this is new for you still you're three years in it's new for you since becoming an Olympian uh how has your perspective changed on running if at all I think I I want to set a good example for my daughter, right? I want to show up at any given race and perform and do my best because I know like the sacrifices that I make, you know, um, like for example, with this build, the holidays, you know, like the holidays didn't feel like holidays because we were like about a month away from the trials. And so like my family, for example, went back to New Mexico to celebrate Christmas and I chose to stay back so I can continue to train. And while on that break, my daughter got the flu. Mm. And it was really hard for me to be away from her. I'm like, I'm her mother. I'm supposed to be there. I'm supposed to be, you know, holding her when she's sick. And so that was really tough. And um, I think that just makes me want to do everything within my powers to make sure that my time away from her counts. Mm. You know, like the sacrifices that I'm making, I want to make sure that they count, you know, Um but yeah, but more than anything else, I want to inspire her. I want to make sure that she sees her mom as a fighter, you know, because in this life, you know, when she grows up, she's going to face challenges of her own. And I want to make sure that she sees me fighting through my challenges and she knows that these challenges are going to make you better. You, at the end of our interview in 2020, you had the best quote ever talking about not giving up on your dreams and how your dreams are valid no matter where you're, you come from or what they are. And I think that message is just so, so important to share. Do you talk about that stuff yet with her? Um, I don't think so yet. I mean, first of all, she doesn't listen to anything I say. <laughs> I am like a background music in the house. But no, I think um, 
mostly I think about those stuff a lot in my head and like when she does something and I'm like Zoe you can't do that honey like I want to like raise you to be an independent person who is going to be able to handle this world because I know that there will be a time when I'm not going to be there to guide you you know and when I actually think about that I go down this rabbit hole so fast but it's like you know as parents you want to raise your children to be able to have a good perspective of the world and be strong and be independent because we know that someday, you know, we're not going to be here to help them or even like when they grow old and they move out of the house, they have to be on their own. So I try to do that. But like, in as far as telling her, I don't think, yeah, like I, I feel like she doesn't understand that yet. Yeah. Yeah. Will, will she creep into your mind at all in the race? She, you know, I'm not a mantra person, but I will say that in Boston, when I was struggling, there was something that my daughter, there was a word that my daughter would say. And that came into mind when I was running in Boston. And for whatever reason, it made me smile. And I forgot the pain. And before I knew it, I was actually like on the top of Newton Hills. And I was like, oh, wow, that actually worked. But that was not pre-planned. Like I, I, I don't plan on like thinking about my daughter when I'm struggling. It's just that if it happens, it happens. Because like for me, it's like when I start thinking about things like like consciously, like, okay, I'm going to think about this when I'm struggling, it stresses me out. Mm. So hopefully when I'm running on Saturday and she comes into my mind, I hope that she makes me smile and she makes me forget the pain that I'm going through because oh, I'm thinking like this is probably going to be the most painful race I've ever run in my life just because of where I am at and the conditions. Because like even the other day, just running outside, like we, I ran like 14 miles and oh my God, it was so hot and humid. Mm. And I'm thinking, oh, I don't think I can handle this. You know, like this is really hot. Like my feet are getting hot. Like at some point I had to stop and take off my shoe and like cool it off a little bit. <laughs> and I'm thinking, how am I supposed to do that in a marathon? So that's going to be painful. So I hope that when it is painful, hopefully I can think of her and she can make me smile and forget. I'm just looking at your timeline of like progression. And it's like, I feel like you've quietly been progressing like time wise and, and whatnot in the races. And you kind of just like go about your business, put your head down and do it. Do you, do you feel like that's true? Yeah, I've definitely ran PR since like 2020 I've ran PR in the half marathon the 25k champs the marathon the 10k I've actually ran PRs like after having my daughter like I've had PRs all throughout like I ran my half marathon PR last year and the marathon PR so I think on like a day when like if I can just have my body like if my body can just let me do the work I have a lot to offer you know like Mm -hmm. I, I don't even think I've seen the best in me yet and even on those races that I ran PRs I wasn't even on my best form. I think the only race that I would say that I was in a good place is the 10K that I ran in 22 because I was fit. But like the half marathon, the marathon, it came off of like a, a rocky build. So it's like I can't imagine what I can do when I'm actually like having a good build. So I'm looking forward to that. It's race week and I'm not going to take much more of your time. We'll wrap up here with just like final thoughts going into the race on the race itself and how you feel about the situation. You know, I'm I'm really glad to have this opportunity. You know, I'm really glad that U.S. puts on a really good trials mm-hmm. where everybody goes head to head. And I realize now that, you know, I don't take things for granted because you just never know when you're going to be able to make it to the start line again. Um, so 
I'm really glad and I'm excited about this race. I remember Atlanta, my God, I don't think I'd ever gone into a race that felt like that. Mm. The crowds were amazing. So I'm looking forward to hopefully having some amazing crowds here. And it's going to be a very super friendly spectator weather. So hopefully everybody comes out and they have so much fun. I'm really looking forward to that. Like it's, it's, it's a celebration like no other you know, when you have the U.S. Olympic Marathon trial. So I'm really looking forward to that, and I'm super excited. And I hope to bring my A-game in so that my daughter can watch her mom, mm-hmm. you know, like have fun out there. And I think that's the most important thing. It's like I'm very passionate about running, right? And I just want to have fun out there. And hopefully, I think just being able to make it to that start line is an achievement in itself. And I hope to enjoy that and just have lots of fun. And my goals are still valid. Yes. Yes. Is, and is Tim going to have Zoe out at the finish or what? Where oh, yeah. 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 And, you know, like I've always envisioned things of like finishing and then my daughter running up to me saying, mommy. So hopefully that happens. You know, that would be really cool. <laughs> oh, love it. Well, best of luck to you and the rest of your teammates. Tell everybody I said hello. And I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to see the, the show that you put on. Thank you, Lindsay. I appreciate you. And I can't wait to see the show that we put on. Yes, it's going to be fun. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Lindsay. Have a good one. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Thank you, Alphine, for coming on the podcast. Definitely go check out her Instagram. Follow along with her training. She is Alphine on Instagram. You can find me. I'm lindsayhines626 on Instagram. Also, I will be at the Olympic Marathon Trials this weekend. We are doing a live podcast recording with my friends at Relay. That is the other podcast I co-host. That's going to be at 4.30 p.m. at Track Shack. And the show is already sold out, but we will have a meet and greet from 5.30 to 6.30. So if you're in town, definitely show up and enjoy if you can get into the podcast or just come for the meet and greet. It's going to be a good time. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Thanks, you can for supporting the podcast. Go to youcan.co slash another and use the code another for 20% off your order or just get four energy edge energy gels for free. All you have to do is pay shipping. Thanks for being here and we will see you next time.